When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Now we are joined by Jason Shear. We have a lot to get to this show. We are going to talk Big 12. We are going to talk Bobby Robbins. We are going to talk about uh, Michael Crow. We are going to talk about a bunch of different things and the Big 10. But first, Shear, the ABOR is meeting tonight at 6 to discuss the University of Arizona and uh, Arizona State University's role athletically in the future. Um, what do we make of this other than this is good news? Uh, yeah, I, I think this is it, right? I mean, it, you never know what can happen in realignment in the next six hours or whatever, but this feels like this is Michael Crow and Robbins going in front of the board to tell them what they're going to do get everything lined up, explain the process of why they're doing it. Then they'll make sure the vote is unanimous and people will raise concerns. And then it'll leak that this thing is moving forward tomorrow. All right. And let's talk about a little bit about how we got here to begin with. First of all, you had the Pac-12 presidents meeting a couple days ago. And by all accounts, it went great if you want to uh, push that narrative right there. But the fact that you've got Arizona now and ASU, which have been in direct talks with the Big 12, have been talking with Brett Yormark, and now you have a ABOR meeting set up, there is definitely something in the works right there because you don't just do all of this. All of these things don't just happen without some form of uh, understanding of what's going on, especially to now that the Big 12 is directly in the picture right there. As you reported, Jason Shear. Yes. Uh, thank you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we it, it's – the idea that the Big 12 – every time you say that there's reports that the Pac-12 meeting went well, I get right. pissed. Like, I get like, it's like it didn't go well. Nothing right. has gone well. Let's be very clear. Nothing has gone well in the Pac-12. And so, you know, it's just a situation where it's all, it's all coming to a head at once, right? Like Washington magically has a board meeting for 9 o'clock at night. Right. So what's going to end tonight at around 7 30, 8 o'clock? Arizona's. And they're, mm-hmm. they're gonna, Arizona is going to be used by other conference members as the school that broke up the conference and all that, which is fine. That's how they're going to word it, all that. But we, we, it's, it's been growing to this point, and we're, we're finally here. We need to talk about Bobby Robbins and all of this. And again, we're going to keep cautioning you. We are scarred Arizona fans here. So it is not over until it is over. I'm going to keep repeating that throughout the show. Obviously, we feel good about where things are. But Bobby Robbins, and we've been talking about this from day one, this was the president that you wanted leading this charge right here. Because again, Michael Crow, as we've talked about, doesn't care about sports. Utah didn't want to leave. 
uh, Bobby Robbins has been the dude behind the scene that has made all of these entities kind of come together. And he's done it in his own time where he can't be looked at as the bad guy, as somebody that broke it up, especially if you're all leaving together at that point, Sheer. Yeah, Robbins has done a a great job in all of this. And, you know, it, it's and, and I, I set him apart from other presidents in the conference. And obviously there's other great presidents in the Pac-12. Right. The issue is that Robbins is athletically more inclined than these. Like, athletics means something to Robbins. He is at center court at every game uh, because he's a bat. He wants to be seen. He but even also- gives coaches plays. We know this. Yes, I can confirm. <laughs> Mike is. Mike is uh, Robbins has literally given basketball and coaches and football coaches plays to run. I don't right. believe they run it, but. He, I mean, he is a sports fan. That's not the case. And Michael Crow basically needed to be dragged along the finish line, kicking and screaming, and Robbins was the one dragging him. So, um, you know, ASU, uh, I don't want to say they have Arizona to thank for their futures in the conference, but they have Arizona, they they have Arizona to thank for at least opening up Crow's eyes to the whole situation. And we need to talk about a bunch of uh, reports that have come out here, some, you know, a lot of misinformation that we've been trying to correct. Some people have said that, well, uh, after the uh, Pac-12 meeting that uh, uh, Robbins and Arizona and ASU came out of that uh, saying that they were going to sign the Pac-12 deal. That is nonsense. That is not true. Arizona did not come out of that thinking that they were going to sign the deal that was presented there. That is all fooey as the old timers would say. Well, we laughed the day that a report came out that said all the C- all that needs to be done is some of the CEOs need permission. And we're like, right. these are the presidents of the university. Like permission is very quick. And right. if, if that was it, you would have given a verbal agreement or whatever. The only schools that left that meeting wanting to sign a contract was Oregon State and Washington State. Right. Probably Cal. Cal would have signed it. Um, you know, I, I don't think Stanford would sign it at this point because of the Big Ten. They have people brokering and trying to get them into the Big Ten. Maybe they would have. So you have a max four schools. Right. Right. Um, it, it just wasn't good enough. It, it just, and we need it. to talk about it. And you talked about and you talked about this, too, in your article. We need to talk about the the streaming element in all of this. This is really where everything broke down, I think. Um, and Bobby Robbins, again, was saying from the beginning, we need to see the numbers. We need to see the actual uh, the uh, uh, put out right there. The first thing, though, that you needed to see was what was the streaming percentage is going to be. And this is with all due refre- respect to our friend Mike Lowry at the U of A. But streaming is not here yet. Nobody said um, nobody said that, uh, um, you know, 40 percent wasn't OK. 50 percent wasn't OK. But when you're talking about 90 percent being buried on Apple television right there, that is a problem that will that you just can't you can't come back from. And on top of that, where else was this ever going to come from? This was always going to be an Apple play right here. So I don't think that anybody should be surprised by this. No, there's there's no surprise. I mean, look, the, the only surprise is that there's incentives attached and that Apple didn't just say, Here's 23 million, take it or leave it. And and I think what people need to realize about Apple is they are notoriously difficult to negotiate with. It do is. You wanna, do you want to tell them the little behind the? Uh, can you can you can you uh, talk about uh, basically the deal that was presented and what they said? Yeah. So basically, Apple said uh, a base. I think was it 24 and a half 
million right. mm-hmm. on the high end. Um, and then with incentives where maybe you could reach a certain point after the first year. And even Canzano printed this today. That's all right. It's right. After the first year, you can maybe reach the Big 12. Maybe. Maybe. Reach maybe. The Big 12. And then I love it. He goes, and then maybe after four years, you would cut the Big 10 in half and get that value. So your max in the absolute perfect best scenario ever is $35 million. Right. And that is best case scenario, everything working out right there. And that just, again, that just wasn't going to happen. I was told from a guy very early on, you know, obviously who it was, this was about a year ago, that the money and the visibility was just not going to be there, especially after the Big 12 jumped that line. And this is something that these Pac-12 presidents obviously never understood. By the way, Tony Altimore, uh, Tony Altimoron, as this was put in, Tony Altimore will probably be on the show to eat some crow next week right there. But let's get back to uh, details now. Now you've got uh, the Big Ten involved right here, and it was reported that, uh, um, or Brett McMurphy had reported last summer that Oregon and Washington have been cleared, um, but obviously you got to come up with uh, monetary figures. This feels very much like the Big 12 is going to take Arizona, take the other two uh, corner schools, and then the Big Ten is going to offer the life raft to the desirables, not the Oregon states or the Washington states, et cetera. It is Oregon and Washington. Those are the priorities. Uh, I know that there is a, and I can't say his name, there's a very high-level college um, power broker of sorts trying very hard to get Stanford. You might be able to figure out who it is. You probably know. To get Stanford into the Big Ten, um, has Stanford connections. But that is not a guarantee at all. It is Oregon and Washington. This is set up very nicely. Magically, the Big Ten is going to create a Western pod and the Western pod is going to need to be on television and Fox isn't going to be able to afford that because they already have that package. So Mike, who's going to come in and buy that late night package? Oh, I don't know. Let me guess about that one for a second. There's sheer. Do you want to two choices? There's Apple and there's ESPN. Right. And so all of a sudden I don't even know. And I know Brett McMurphy reported that the Apple deal is off the table tomorrow. It might be off the table now. Right. Like now that this is all going on, this is going to move fast. These schools are vetted. It's going to move very fast. Oregon and Washington in no world would sign anything. The Pac-12 presented now without knowing its fate in the Big Ten. So like the idea, it's uh and, and wow. honestly, though, this is the other thing that's kind of been we're going to talk when this is all over. We're going to talk a lot about the misinformation that has been thrown out there because there has been so much of this by, quite frankly, people that should have known better. Not everybody, but people that should have known better throughout all of this. But with the Big Ten, though, also coming in, the Big Ten also doesn't look like the bad guy here either, nor does Bobby Robbins, obviously, because the Big Ten won't be known as the one that totally destroyed the Pac-12 conference. They'll be known as the one that, like I said, Gave that life preserver right there. Gave the training wheels. Sheer can't ride a bike, by the way, so maybe they saw that they Sheer needed some training wheels. That's true. I can't ride a bike. Thank you for bringing mm-hmm. that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's the narratives are going to be great, right? right? USC and UCLA should be ecstatic because, again, they're the ones that started all of this. Right. But no one even mentions them anymore. Now it's, oh, these giant television corporations and – Arizona is going to be the one. And now Kanzano went from Arizona to now it's Oregon and Oregon can keep the whole conference together, which is again, not realistic. These are all fake 
narratives being formed by people to blame others. That it is, by the way, H Fuchs. 451. Hi, Mom. Mom in the background right there. Appreciate you guys right there. All right. Now, um, Arizona then, again, we got to go back to this because I think that, that we're going to be talking about this a lot in these coming days. This is why you wanted somebody that likes sports right here because I can tell you for a fact that when they came out of that meeting, and Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up Bobby Robbins' quotes about streaming again, um, I think this would uh, – this. Robbins said, okay, I don't think it will be more than 50%, but if it ended up 50%, I think that would be okay. You have to remember, guys our age, people that I went to high school with aren't uh, going to want to deal with streaming. And this is where the Pac-12, again, this is a little bit where the Pac-12's arrogance came into play. You've got the Kingmaker president right here, Bobby Robbins, saying that uh, streaming over 50% isn't going to be good enough and lays out the reason why. And what does the Pac-12 do? They go ahead and they give you an overwhelming streaming deal right there. This is like with Colorado, where Colorado said we need to see numbers or we're out. This is the same thing with they, or Arizona right here. We can't have streaming at this level, and you present a deal of streaming that is way over that level. This was played out exactly how Colorado did it. Colorado was a little impatient. They didn't wait for the hard numbers to be presented. But, but they knew. Said, yeah, they knew, but they, they got a li- maybe a little impatient, right? Arizona said, we're going to wait to the numbers, 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 numbers. But they probably knew in their heart what those numbers were too. But now that they were presented, they weren't the bad guy, right? right. And the thing is, like, how much do you think the Big Ten could have got if it went 80% streaming? A billion dollars, right? I was going to say something like that. And and they didn't even consider it. It was a non-option. And, and, and the Pac-12 is forced into streaming. I, I believe I've heard there's deals that weren't as heavy streaming for less money. For less so, money, exactly. And, and Ross Dellinger wrote that the Pac-12 went to NBC multiple times, basically begging and said, we, would t- we will take a cut. And NBC said, no, we're not interested. And that's, again, where Brett Yormark's genius came in about jumping the, jumping the crowd right here. Also, bet MGM right here. Now, if you want to bet on the Wildcats in the Big 12, there's one place you're going to want to bet, and that is bet MGM. Check it out. Again, if you haven't signed up for bet MGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. We want Arizona in the Big 12 right here. We want Arizona to be back in the A, and we want to play all of these great teams. Bet on it at BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. And now let's hear Shane with the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. All right, now let's talk. Now we've talked a lot about Big Twelve football or Big Twelve basketball with the addition of Arizona. Let's talk a little bit about what Big Twelve football would mean at that point too. So again, your guy Michael Lev put it out where you could basically have two divisions, and let's just look at say the Big Twelve West and how that would be broken down right here. This is some pretty good stuff right here, Sheer. You would have Arizona, you would, or excuse me, you'd have Arizona, ASU, Baylor, BYU. 
Utah, Texas Tech. I mean, that is that's pretty good stuff right there. That's not bad. No, it's not a bad football conference at all. Uh, it's entertaining. You have different styles of teams. Uh, it, it'd be fun. I mean, and football-wise, like you said, a lot of the focus is on basketball. Football-wise, it's pretty solid. You know, there's no real, like, super doormat where you take a look and you're like, man, this team is just god-awful. And it clearly positions yourself like we were talking about. Everything is a battle here for that bronze medal. And people poo-poo that saying, oh, bronze medal, this or that. This is about survival right here. And the Big 12 with these four schools has set themselves up to where they are going to survive for the foreseeable future then. And when that next wave of realignment occurs, there's no way that the Big 12 is getting boxed out from all of this because there's too many powerful conference, there's too many powerful entities in all of this year. Yeah, I mean, the, and the Big 12 has positioned itself nicely. And, and God knows what's going to happen in 2030 when we do this all over again. Right. Um, we're, we're very, very clearly headed towards the power conference. You know, I, I'm surprised the SEC is saying that. And, and it seems very real. They're saying they're not going to expand yet. Um, you know, look, it's the Big 12 isn't going to be left behind. Right. We, we just know that. Like, there's enough schools, there's enough product and stability the Big 12 isn't going to be left behind. We don't know what it'll look like, but we know that it's going to be in a significantly stronger position than the alternative for these schools that are leaving. Right. Divisions are dead, Mike. I'm still putting that out there just because it helps me because I'm a little bit of a spaz and it helps me with all of that. Now, as far as uh, as far as the uh, uh, Arizona State and Utah go in all of this, obviously they don't want to be here at this point. I'm curious to see how and uh, obviously this isn't done yet. I am curious to see how Utah adapts to all of this, because as you reported as well, Utah 100 percent does not want to be going back to the Big 12, Jason Shearer. Yeah, we uh we had a Twitter Spaces or whatever it's called, and the Utah publisher was talking on there, and we agreed like Utah did not, they do not want to make this move. That doesn't right. mean they won't, because I think they will. But Mark, remember Mark Harlan was on stage at Pac-12 Media Day, right? Uh, you know that that's you don't do that if you think a guy has any. If there's any indication that that team that program is possibly going to leave your conference. Um, he may have been one of the athletic directors that were willing to sign somewhat of a bad deal. In right. order to stay. because remember Utah put in a lot of work just to get into the Pac-12. Uh, I am very curious how Utah handles it. Figuring they're in the Big 12, how they handle the rollout, the explanation, all of that is really curious to me um, because they are by far the one that I think probably feels they need to explain themselves the most. All right, we need to talk about disinformation now that has gone through here. Um, uh, fun to buy. Oh, here we go. Don't falk up. 23 fun to buy jason's adult training wheels love ucl uh right now i can't listen to the uh, uh i can't listen to the pod right now but i will listen to the pod when it's after when it's off um all right, we need to talk about some misinformation now that's being thrown around here that we will not allow to be thrown around canzano's throwing out now he's trying to get his parachute by saying that uh um oregon and the big 10 are the ones that are uh, uh would be responsible for the future of the conference that is all nonsense that is all crazy crap he's trying to use that as his get out of jail free card for a year full of misinformation bad reporting when the big 12 and the mountain or the mountain four schools the corner four schools were the ones that would have made this happen not the big 10 the big 10 is sweeping in for the leftovers yeah i don't buy the oregon now it's oregon first it was arizona now it's oregon then it'll be washington after tonight's meeting uh tomorrow it'll be san diego state Right. You know, what do they do? <laughs> like, 
it's the the person in charge of the survival of the conference is the, the conference commissioner. Right. That's it. It's right. none of these schools. They're not to blame. If the conference commissioner came with a good enough deal, we're not talking about realignment. We're talking about the fact that Arizona's football camp is open to the public tomorrow. I don't even know if I can go to that because of realignment and all that. Well, and here's the thing that people don't understand, and this has driven me crazy from day one. This isn't a secret. None of these schools wanted to break up because for a variety of reasons, academics, it's easier to not do anything. It's easier to just stick together. Nobody wanted to move here. But this was also kind of written in the stars pretty early on here, especially after your mark jumped uh, the Pac-12 that – you're not going to have a lot of money here. And this whole idea that you're going to get this $400 million, $500 million media deal and nobody's going to know about it is just crazy. Uh, here's where this whole thing went to heck, looking back on it. And I don't know why people don't pay more attention to it. There's a, a strategic move that was atrocious by Kliakov. He had the opportunity to basically, and, and I'm confident in saying this, sign the Big 12 deal for 31-7 and lock in the conference. I'm right. very confident in saying that. He went to these guys, these stations, networks, whatever, and said, I think each of my schools is worth $40 million. Right. They said, they're not. Big 12 enters market. Gil gets done like that. Kliakov goes, okay, maybe not 40. They go, no, you don't. You're done, dude. You're, You're done, done at this point, too. And the thing, too, that I've never understood about the Kliakov hire, and we're going to get to this here in a second, but first, Jason Shear, Shady Rays. What kind of sunglasses are you wearing right now? Uh, Shady Ray is going to wear them tomorrow at practice. That's what I like to see. I'm going to be back there this week as well. I'll be wearing my Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two players of polarized, not polarizing sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So, again, the Big 12 and Arizona, the corner four schools are what made this happen. The Big 10 hopped in here afterwards. I'm also curious about this idea that somehow Oregon is calling the shots when Washington is the more desirable option across the board if you listen to anybody in the know. I love <laughs> – I know we keep bringing up, but he's just such a schmuck. Kanzana saying Washington won't go if Oregon doesn't go. Yes, they would. Yes, Washington will. They, they that don't would, care. <laughs> like, that would on. be such a terrible business move for them, especially two for a conference. I mean, what's Washington going to do? Sit here and say, you know, we'd like to go, but we can't really do it because what about Oregon? No way. Come on, dude. I would go as far as to say that the shape of the Pac-12 has put Washington and Oregon in a position where they could be offered $25 million and they would still have to take it based on visibility, stability in the future of college football. Like I, I, right. It, I don't care what the Pac-12 offer is and unequal revenue. And even if the Pac-12 somehow offered more money by like $3 million, you still have to go to the Big Ten. You just have hey, to. We get this ASU guy in here, Keck, saying to, uh, bash in Tucson. Well, you should be thanking us there, buddy, because if it wasn't for you, you got, or if it wasn't for Arizona, you guys would be in the Mountain West right now and you would be proud of it. So, um Keep that in mind when you're uh, coming here talking bad about Arizona because we back the A around here. Um, now, with uh, uh, with Wilner, Wilner is interesting in all of this because, and we got to give Wilner some credit right here. Um, 
He's reported a lot of stuff that isn't true, but here he had a very funny response to you yesterday when you asked him about the survival odds, and he said that they are off because of the massive betting. That's why at least we want to give Wilner a soft landing right here, even though he's been grossly wrong on so much. Yeah, Wilner, I think Wilner is trying. You know, that makes sense. I don't think he's lying. Right. And and he's reported a lot less than Canzano because I think a lot of the stuff – like I've said this before, if, if I reported everything I heard, you know some of the crap I text you with, and we're both like, yeah. what is going on? Like, right. it would be stupid. Like, I could never do it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just Brody's going nuts. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. We're dog friendly. But, um, you know, it, it's just – it's a situation where, like, I like Wilner, and, and he has a sense of humor, and he is very – plainly putting forward that the survival and future of the conference is going to be decided in the next 48 hours. And, right. and he's absolutely right. Right. All right. So let's talk about the ABOR meeting and what we expect. So these things are, this will go in, this is essentially how it's will go down. They will, uh, they will adjourn or they will come together and they will go into executive session almost immediately right there. And excuse me, what will be presented will be what the big 12 has or excuse me, what the Big 12 has offered the Arizona schools staying together and um, what the Pac-12 theoretically would have to offer as well. And then essentially you walk out of there and that could be that could be the deal right there. And then Washington comes in after that. We'll get to that in a second. But that's essentially what goes down in these ABOR meetings. Yeah, this is all good. I mean, it's it's is it necessary? Probably not. I mean, like right. they're not asking permission. This is going to be more of a telling and that and, and making sure because you always want like even the Colorado when they had the board, one board member was just flat out like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this, but I'm voting yes. Yeah. Because uh, you just make sure it's unanimous and they'll make sure it's unanimous. And if it's not at first, they'll figure out why. But the, the if Michael Crow and Robbins go to the board and said, we want to move, the board's not going to be like, absolutely not. Right. Yeah. Um, so and that- it's an hour and a half. They're going to probably discuss rollout and timing and how do we want to do this and what message and will you guys be available in a press conference and stuff like that? My guy, Ben Chulik was in there. Uh, ben, I know Ben from the U of A. Um, oh, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to Ket here in a second for sure. I got, I'll answer that. But Ben Chulik said, can you imagine Ann Hart Weaver? Uh, if she was running this right now, that would be terrifying right there. I can imagine it. We'd be talking about the futures in the mountain West. All right. So, <laughs> So Keck says right here, by the way, I love uh, the ASU trolls. Mike, tell us how the pack was going to take U of A and not ASU laughing my, um, well, no, I would assume you're not meaning the pack. I would assume you are meaning the, uh, the big 12 right there. So again, that's your first strike against you. Second, <laughs> second of all, assuming you were talking about the big 12, the big 12 would have taken ASU. The problem was is ASU didn't want to go to the big 12. So I would hopefully, hopefully that English right there will make it a little bit easier for you. What say you to that Sheer? You're very mean, Mike. Yeah, no one said the Big 12 wasn't taking ASU. We, no one's ever said that. Nobody ever said that. We were saying, and this has been reported now, not just by you who broke it, but by your rival at ASU, Chris Cartman, that uh, Bobby Robbins gets a lot of credit for bringing ASU around on this right now. Sure, it's really that simple. He flat out tweeted that Arizona and the public messaging has gone a long way with Michael Crow. Michael Crow had a come-to-Jesus moment. Basically, on, on right. Tuesday night or Wednesday morning where he said, you know what, I got to go. 
And and look, I think Ray Anderson actually helped Arizona a bit too. I let's think let's hear Ray Anderson. That's a good call right there. Uh, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up Ray Anderson, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. You talk about about the pack right now, the Pac-12. Where does how do you feel? Where do you think it's going? How do you feel about it? Well, I really, you know, uh, I, I know you have to ask, but uh, we're not really commenting on that now uh, because it's in a uh, a state where. Uh, Credibility is dependent on confidentiality, and so uh, I can't respond to that other than to tell you I remain extremely hopeful uh, and understand personally that no matter how it ends up, Arizona State will be in a good spot. We are in a very good spot. Uh, we are a very respected and coveted uh, institution and program and uh, property as far as media folks and conferences uh, uh, determine and think about us. How excited are you for all of these questions about uncertainty to be over in this process? Uh, I, am, I, I, will, I will be as excited as anyone uh, in the industry to have this behind us, to be sure. Uh, but some things you control and some things you don't. We don't control this. Uh, we just have to be patient and be a good partner and teammate as we work our way through the challenges. That's that's your way of saying, and that's after after let's see a year of Ray Anderson saying he expected a deal right around the corner. We're all in solidarity, unity statements, all kinds of stuff. That was the one yesterday that really really caught my eye. And thanks for Shane with the questions, but that really caught my eye because that was a 180 right there, sheer from what he had been saying. Yeah, I wish you had video of like what he had said in like March. which was like we love this conference we're committed and we're gonna have a deal done in two weeks there was no mention unless i'm mistaken there was no mention of the pac-12 in that answer was there uh there was absolutely none by the way there's an asu fan in here that is actually very smart ethan kispert we appreciate you ethan he says the problem with is the problem is with our president right there turned his nose at the big 12 and is having his hand forced by the u of a in this i hate to say it but asu has u of a to thank for this situation the end of the day we don't like to have to bring little brother around along but if the choice is little brother hanging out on the median or hanging out in the outhouse, we're still going to give him the outhouse, Sheer. Hey, a brother's a brother. Whether you like him or not, you're in it together. And, uh, and that's, where, that's where we are. You're welcome. You, by the way, unity statements is definitely going to be a great term that is going to come out of all of this. Unity statements are fantastic. Yeah, I think we should do a unity statement. Like a we should statement. do a unity statement. Oh, we'll get to the unity statement. All right. Connor Schmidling, another great. And we got so many good names on here. Jason, Mike Luke and Jason Shear are such bland names. These names are so much cooler than this. Um, Connor Schmidling, running for Mike and Shear to make their first trip to Manhattan, Kansas. First round of Nancy's at So Long on Me, Go Cats, and uh, EMAW. All right. I'm going to tell you. Means, Mike? Do you know what that what, means? What does it mean now? You really don't know what that means? No, what does it mean? Every man a wildcat. All right, well, I like it. I appreciate you learned something new. I can tell you, though, that I've been to Manhattan, Kansas before. I've been to the Little Apple. And I believe, as we talked about yesterday, that Bill Snyder is one of the 10 best coaches in college football history for the machine that he got there in the Little Apple. So, again, tip of the cap right there. 
Also, let's talk about Kansas State for a second, because I think they're a little bit emblematic right now of what's going on in the Big 12. And this is why it's exciting. You've got in uh, you got a really good uh, you got a really upstart basketball program there in Tang. you got a football coach that you definitely hit the ball out of the park with as well. Kansas State, to me, is kind of that new age, you know, it doesn't matter that you're in Manhattan, Kansas. It matters what you're putting out on the field and the people like it. Yeah, I've, I've never had an issue with, with Kansas State. And, and, I, and I'm a big fan of the schools that, like, do things differently and basically don't care whether you like it or not. And Kansas State was one of the first schools under Snyder. Like, they did that. They had that whole vibe. And they've had good players that they may not have gone and done well in the NFL, but like you look at like Colin Klein and all that, and like they're fun as heck. Oh my god! Oh, I can go way back. Michael Bishop, Chris Canty, yeah. I can go. Darren Sproles, dude. I'm telling you, they got yeah. dudes. Would Kansas State? Let me ask you this: combination of basketball and football, Kansas State would be what the in the Pac-12 would be. If you combine because they're pretty solid at basketball. It'd be it'd be about it'd be right near the top, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a top three, right? Yeah, it's right there, right there. And you got, obviously, you got Kansas for basketball as well. But uh, let's see, you're Ethan Kispert again. Ethan, you're in our good graces. We'll talk to you again. Thank you, Ethan. Um, Putting President Crow aside, every ASU sports fan I've heard is excited for the potential with this move and is ready for change. Sucks it has to be this way, but change is needed. Honestly, I'm going to... I don't want to throw ASU a bone here, but ASU should be better in the sports that uh, they should be better in football and they should be better in basketball. And a big reason why I believe that is obviously you're in a conference uh, where a lot of people don't care about sports. You got a president that doesn't care about sports. And that's kind of why I think that ASU, to be quite frank, isn't as good as they probably should be being in the metro area that they are. ASU should be a powerhouse. There's a reason why everyone calls it a sleeping giant. Uh, It it hasn't woken up yet, but there's a reason why ASU is called a, a sleeping giant with football. I don't know how the Big 12 is going to impact that. Um, what I do know is that they recruit heavily in Texas. Right. Like very heavily. They have assistants that are built for that. And so it's probably going to be easier for them to recruit now. And we like, and like I said, on this show at least, we like Dilly. We like, uh, I think Dilly was a good hire for them mainly because you needed somebody that wanted to be there. Um, uh, by the way, Blake Phillips, love the channel. Just subscribe. So happy for the two of you to join Big 12 Circles. Arizona is going to be great for our conference. Rock Chalk. Again, we just got to get to the finish line here. That's all I ask for. And then we will spike the football in the uh, most uh, spiked way possible. Mike, will the Big 12 get some of these ACC schools with their storm breaks open? Now, I think after the Mountain Schools, Brett Yormark's done his job right there. You've got 16. You've got a good conference. I would be surprised by that. I, yeah, it's it's stopping at 16, and really the only question is, is the 16 going to be Oregon or Utah? I it, I think it's going to be Utah, but um, he, you're stopping at 16 because eventually the networks aren't going to pay for this stuff. For sure, exactly. Chief can oh Chief Clownzano not having a good week. By the way, something that always has a good week. Wink W Y N K. Here's the deal: a seltzer with a wink of THC. Do you get it, sure? Amazing. 
It's good. All right. Here's the deal. Available in either 2.5 milligrams or 5 milligram cans. You can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday Goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensaries in Tucson. They are now in 12 states nationwide, the big 12 states nationwide, and even recently launched online ordering and home uh, delivery to about a dozen others. To find the the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com. Also, what's exciting to me about all of this, too, is the interaction with the fans right here. Sheer, um, you and I have lived in our entire lives. Um, it's just weird having awesome fan bases that actually care about athletics on the other side, other than Oregon State. We have lived our entire lives. You are correct, Mike. Good, we have. We have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're awesome, yeah. man. How many no, big people have signed up for your uh, site? I would bet a quite a few. Uh, we are at a record high for subs. <laughs> Thank you. But is that Ted Wardo in the background wreaking havoc? No, it's not Ted Wardo. Ted Wardo's uh, Ted Wardo's actually on a pillow right now at the moment. Um, but we'll try to get yeah, Ted Wardo. Go ahead. We've we've mentioned like it's it's almost awkward at how nice fans have been, and I. I, I hope that changes once, you know, I, I want to, I like a little trash talk. Someone posted on the message board, talked a little trash talk at Kansas basketball fan. It's all good. The Pac-12 schools, like you feel like you hate each other. Like right. you really do. Uh, I don't get that vibe. Maybe big 12 fans can fill us in or that'll change, but I, I don't get that vibe yet. They're legitimately happy that Arizona is, uh, is joining the conference. All right. By the way, this was asked about, uh, let's see here. Any chance Rich Rod goes back to WVU and saves their program? You know, Sheer, do we totally dismiss that possibility? Uh, no. No, <laughs> I didn't think about it. There's so many, like, I, I, I tweeted at Kirk Creesa yesterday. I said, I can't wait to see you in McHale in a few years. Yeah, there's a lot of U of A angles here. A lot of U of A angles. You have All Kansas right. and, you know, can we get some more eligibility for Caleb Tarzewski and, and Josiah Turner for that Kansas game? Like, can we make Mitch Lightfoot right. come back? Dude, by the way, you know what the Big 12 feels like? It feels like a little bit like the SEC and that when you watch SEC games, you can tell that they are always going for the SEC school, whereas in the Pac-12, we're generally rooting against the other Pac-12 schools right here. All right, let's see here. AZ Cats G, I like that. Um Thanks for the lunchtime entertainment. Bear down. Bear down and back the A, my friend, right there. And uh, Rumish Lance. Another great name. I love yeah. these names. Dude. All right. Who do you have as three permanent rivals? Well, Arizona, is, or, uh, Arizona State is definitely a rival. Um, after that, Arizona fans generally hate Wisconsin. Um, no, but he means like, what, like who are your rivals in the conference? Ideally. Oh, in the Big 12? That'll still oh, be yeah, Arizona. Yeah. It'll still be Arizona State. Uh, TCU basketball will be a rival because that whole exchange. You know what rivalry we need to get going, though? Utah, because of how stubborn their fans have been and their administration has been in making this process occur. Sheer, I promote Utah as a rival. Yo, that holy war is going to be crazy. BYU and Utah in the same conference, people don't realize how crazy that is. I mean, that By the way, oh, here, all right, this is great. A, this cat guy, this fantastic ASU seventy to seven. <laughs> Their fans will never get over that, and we will never let them. Do- here's the deal, though, for all the Big Twelve people out here, and this is for Keck as well. You, here's something you got to remember: 
Arizona football and Arizona State basketball or Arizona State football and Arizona football on the grand scheme of things right now, although it's going to change into fish, mean nothing nationally. Nobody cares about either of those products nationally. You know what they do care about? They do care about Arizona basketball nationally as it's a top 15 brand. They do not care about Arizona State basketball. So you need to remember that right there, buddy. Yeah, you also got to remember like Arizona losing that game was awful, but it got Kevin Sumlin out of there. Mm-hmm. So can we can we get you on can we can we get you on record now saying that you were rooting for uh, ASU in that game? I won't word it like that, but it wasn't the worst thing that ASU won. Uh, if I remember correctly, I had a hot board done by the time that game ended. Well, you probably had a hot board done because it wasn't that game that was it was fourteen nothing before the uh, uh, the yeah, first. Yeah, I started working. It was like twenty one nothing, like ten minutes in, and that was it. I was good. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, that's uh, that's kind of where we're at with that. Now, we need to talk about BYU fans for a second. BYU fans, we like you a great deal as well, Texas Tech fans as well. BYU, I will always root for BYU over Utah. Sheer, will you co-sign this? Yeah, I got no problem. Right. All right. Utah. Utah fans hate my guts. Uh, Utah fans, yeah, but you know what? They've they've been uh, Utah's kind of been a bunch of putzes throughout this entire uh, uh, entire thing. So right there. All right, now Big Twelve fans, you need to know about the Four Peaks. Here's the movement right now with the Four Peaks. Arizona basketball was built on the big backs of big men last year, and it's the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Okay, Ethan Kispert again. I know Big 12 fans hate Utah, but they seem more of a fit than Oregon State. I'll be honest here. In all of this, I feel bad for Oregon State fans, dude. They're really getting shafted here, and they're probably going to have to join the uh, Mountain West. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if Kliakov, if they merge, who's the commissioner of that conference? Like, does Kliakov get right? Do you still give Kliakov that role? Yeah. What happens with San Diego State? If I'm San Diego State, I'm on the phone with the Big 12 right now as we speak. And I'm taking a discounted rate if I have to. Yep, and saying we want the spot over Utah. We're sorry for everything we said, blah, blah, blah. All right, um, Lane, Lane Casper, a $10 super chat right ooh. here. Wow, all these people have way more money than you and I do, Sheer, that's for sure. Thanks for the great uh, coverage of all the realignment. Can't wait for late football season road trips to Tucson. Hope you all enjoy trips to Stillwater and visit the Strip. Go Pokes. I say back the A, you say go Pokes. By the way, no better time to become a PHNX diehard right here. Go to phnxlocker.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all events and merch, and access to our Discord chats. Check it out. Become a PHNX diehard. Also, Sheer, what do you got going on? Uh, 75% off for one more day. This is it. Uh, our number's at an all-time high. I appreciate it. If you haven't signed up, 75% off for a year. You cancel if you don't like it. You will like it, though. Uh, right. And, yeah, that's it. Wildcat Authority. At Jason Sheer on Twitter. All right. Um, again, 
The ABORs mean uh, is meeting uh, tonight. Uh, we will obviously be back with you in the AM tomorrow about 1045. I haven't told Jacob Franklin that yet, but about 1045 or so. But first, I want to put this out there again because this is important to say. Arizona State fans, if this all goes down, you have Arizona to thank for this. You have Bobby Robbins to thank for this because our president understands the importance of athletics while Michael Crow does not. Now, We'll bring you along with us, but don't forget what we've done for you in this process. Uh, yeah, and also Michael, Luke, and I deserve yeah. an empty card for this entire process. We really do, but you know what? We'll get to we'll get to us later, Sheer. Don't worry, we're not done with that one. But let's get through this. All right, Sheer, everybody, we're going to be signing off. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we're back tomorrow talking about uh, a fish, some official news right here. But for uh, Jason Sheer. I'm Mike Luke. Everybody out there, salt of the earth, Texas Tech fan, thank you back, or thank you, Big A. Back the A. When will the emergency podcast? Keep an eye on Twitter right there. You've been listening to, and again, thank you a ton for everybody out there. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.